0: Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant, and I'm Abby, the badass breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products. And today's episode is also brought to you by Mother Figure. Mother Figure is a, Mother Figure is a maternal wellness company that makes it easier for moms and moms to be to get support. And we will hear more from our sponsors later, but you can go to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check our sponsor page uh, for all of our sponsors that make this podcast possible and see if you can give them any of your business. And uh, while you're there, scroll down and enter your email address and we will send episodes straight to your inbox every week. And now Diane has our review of the week.
1: And it is From our email, so from our Gmail, this is from Madison, sent this to badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com, and she said, I'm a young mama to two little boys, and when I had my first at 20, I wanted to breastfeed so badly. Due to family and doctors insisting it was just too much for me, and he was still hungry, I only made it five days and switched to formula. The second time around, as soon as I found out I was pregnant, I researched like crazy and found your podcast and listened all through my pregnancy. By the time my little one was born, I was so confident in myself, my body, and my own decisions. He is now six months old, happy and chunky as I've been able to exclusively breastfeed him since day one. Thank you for teaching me that I'm able to be more than capable of being my baby's food source. You ladies are amazing. And thank you so much for this, Madison. Um, You're pretty amazing too because it can be hard to like come back from stuff like that. Oh, so, thank yeah, you so much.
0: Yeah, it's not... um It's so ideal to get this information while you're pregnant, but it's Mm. not offered anywhere and you don't know that you're supposed to be doing it. Yeah. And so then you're like already trying to feed your baby and you don't know what's going on. And people don't offer it. Like you go to how many freaking prenatal appointments do we go to? I know. They're not like, here, have this, you know, here's all the information that you need. Here's all your resources. Here's everything. Like measure the baby every week. Okay, pee in a cup
1: every week. Right, it is, and I really find I have so much respect, well, just for parents in general. But when you did not breastfeed one child, and then you like make it your mission to breastfeed another child, like that is really hard. How do you, because you're constantly comparing, like you knew what the other one was getting all the time. You knew what the bottles were getting. You had people that were giving bottles. You, you know, it was such a different experience than going to exclusive breastfeeding with a second child that i I'm always just like, good for you. Because that's really hard to just make that switch and keep it in your brain that this is, this is all good. You know, Um, especially when people around you the first time were probably like, if, if around the first time they said to you, oh, you don't, you know, just get formula, blah, blah, blah. And they're probably the same people that are around now, right? Like it just, yep. but good for you. keeping keeping at it. That's awesome. I think,
0: yeah. And I think that like, there's this, there's this, um I've, I had it myself and I've heard other people talk about it. Like having more children, it's kind of like this opportunity to right the wrongs of like the first, Oh. you know, of like. You know, I had this terrible birth experience with Jack, and I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it my way this time. I'm gonna do it the way that I want. You know, I'm gonna make this right." And then, you know, with breastfeeding, it's like, okay, I didn't have the information that I needed then, and this time I'm going to, you know, it's like healing mm-hmm. to like be. It's not like I mean, it's not a second chance because the first chance is, I mean, the first time is gone. But you know, it's like this. It is a chance to like do things and right d- differently. And do things that you want to do and get more information. And because you're, you know, you've had a kid now. And so now, you know, maybe you know where to go. And you're like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm going to do it this time. I know how to do it.
1: I tell people that all the time. i always like, you know more now. You know more now coming into it. So it, that makes a difference. I mean, that's the whole idea behind like V backs and stuff, right? Like it's just people are like, exactly. all right, I get why I needed the C-section the first time, but let's make it different the second time. Mm-hmm. And they educate themselves on why they want to back and just kind of go from there. And that's, you know. That's why that stuff is so powerful. And yeah. we are going to talk about how to make other changes today, right? Oh, yeah. You guys were kind of excited about this episode. <laughs> kind of exciting.
0: If, please leave a review on iTunes if you can.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot that's, about that part. I'm so excited. Okay. Yeah. She's
0: too excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So breastfeeding in the environment. Have you ever thought about the impact of breastfeeding on the environment? Because. um, it's huge. It is huge. Like it's I mean
1: I knew it was a thing. Um I do like kind of briefly, I might make it more of a thing now, but I do briefly talk about it in um like prenatal breastfeeding classes. But w- when I was doing the research for this, I was like, wow, like the some of the comparisons that we're going to talk about today are like mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. And I think I think a lot of us don't really realize how much of an impact this actually has on climate change and our environment. Just the, just the produ- production of, of formula.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to, right? The impact of breastfeeding on the, on the environment comes down to the production of formula.
1: Yes. And some of the things I was reading, one of the things I was reading that kind of irritated me was... They mentioned about, they were talking about how, you know, like what a huge, you know, impact this is on the environment. And they were like, even when you take into into account the extra calories that women need for breastfeeding, it's like, I know you probably just have to put that in there because this is a research study and you have to do a like a buildup. But are we even going to count that? Like, is that even, does that even matter? That little 500 extra calories that we say is good to have? That doesn't impact our environment the way formula production does.
0: No. And how does that affect the environment? I don't even understand. Well, because food production just affects the environment overall. So, Well, okay. But people still have to eat. (laughs) They have to eat. Right. I mean, it's not like we can just stop producing food. Right. right? But we can stop producing so much formula if we help people breastfeed. Oh, my gosh. There's so much to talk about.
1: Go. There is so much. She's like, go. Just shut up talking about how (laughs) important this is. So, and I'm usually not like, I am definitely somebody who's like, oh, you know, the climate and, you know, this is really important. This is really important. But I definitely know people who are very, 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 um like sustainable, like very big and sustainable, very big. And, and I will do it with some things, but I don't do it with everything. And I will admit it's because of convenience. And I know we've talked about things before of like, you know, oh my gosh, use the paper plates if you need them, you know, like stuff like that. And that's kind of how I am with things here. Don't hate me. I really love paper what? towels. Don't but hate me. But you know what?
0: This is, I have said this before, and this is the point. It doesn't matter what the individual choices are of people. It's the corporations. And these giant billion dollar, trillion dollar corporations that are producing all of this stuff, creating a need, creating the need themselves, you know, like you create, you know, and 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 it's they're the ones who are impacting the environment. It's not your slow flow toilet or your goddamn paper plate. Right. This is not what is killing the planet. And let me tell you, this planet is not in good shape. I mean, if people don't know that, you probably know that because it's talked around about a lot. But if you don't know Like, look into it because like the ice caps are melting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it's not a good situation. It's not.
1: Um, One of the things that I read, I've two things I want to say, like coming off of what you just said, but one of the things that I loved that I read that said, um, supporting breastfeeding and recognizing breast milk as an optimal element of the first food system has also has benefits for society through its contribution of reducing climate change. As the shortest food chain, mother to child, breast milk is environmentally friendly than breast milk substitutes, which utilizes resource to produce, transport, and market. Like nothing more needs to be said. I never really thought about it as like the food chain, mother to child. That's our food chain. Yeah, Like that, there's no, there's nothing in between there that needs any kind of energy or any kind of production or any, you know, it's just, and that is so simple that is so simply put. And I was just like, oh my God, that really is like, I never thought about it like that, that this is our food chain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of how you were just saying, like a lot of this stuff is made up, like it's, it's made by, it's created is what mm-hmm. I want to say. A lot of this is created. And several of the studies that I read were showing, and we're going to get into about like exactly how, how much energy is put into creating breast milk, but or not breast milk, creating formula. But one of the things I said that was one of the biggest contributors to this is toddler formula. Oh, And yeah. I was like, when I read that first, I read that like several, I have like four studies, four or five studies sitting in front of me right now. But one of, I read that in several of them and one of them, the first one I read it and I was like, who actually needs toddler? like, I know that some people that it's, I know that that's a thing. And I know that we have received it at the pediatrician's office that I work at. Like, of course, we get samples or whatever. But I'm like, what? Like, I, I don't, I don't know anybody who's actually needed to, yeah, because visit, you can, right, right, like,
0: you can interrupt the breastfeeding relationship, and then your baby is young, and you need formula, right? This is what they do. They just, dis- they, they, uh, they destroy your breastfeeding relationship. They interrupt that, and so then they create this need for formula. But when you have a toddler.
1: Right. Why do you need That's toddler not formula? not need. Right. So they said that that, so I was just like, why is this a thing? And I thought that was just me kind of selfishly going, this is stupid. But then half of the other, uh, the other research studies were all like, and toddler formula has been noted to actually be dangerous for toddlers. Like it's not something that is necessary. This is not a product that is necessary in our environment, in our world. And it is one of yeah. the biggest contributors to environmental decline and it is not something that we need at all, even a little bit. And that wasn't right. just me saying that, it was a research study, but right. I thought that. <laughs> and then it said it in yeah. a research study, so I felt very powerful.
0: R- right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, my thoughts are right. Yeah,
1: My thoughts are right. Yes, it's very validating. Yes. I'm right. <laughs> all right, so what, how should we do this? Should we just like start talking about, like, I know we're already talking about it, but um, well, yeah. Actually, first thing I want to say, I wanted to start with this. I want to explain what the greenhouse effect is for anybody who is not aware because you know what? I really didn't know myself. Like I did, I did know, I did know that they call it the greenhouse effect. Um, And all the research studies that I was reading, they kept talking about the greenhouse gases, the greenhouse gases. And I was like, what exactly is that? Like in very simple terms, like what exactly is that? And I found this great um, website actually from NASA called Climate Kids. Mm. And Mm -hmm. they talk about, what it is and why, you know, and I tell you all about it. And the short answer is the greenhouse effect is a process that occurs when gases in the Earth's atmosphere trap the sun's heat. This process makes Earth much warmer than it would be without an atmosphere. The greenhouse effect is one of the things that makes the Earth a comfortable place to live. But what happens is it's named, it's actually named after a greenhouse. And I, this I didn't know either, that greenhouses, we we know that like greenhouses are there to um, where you grow plants and stuff, right? Like that's where, right. you know, they grow plants. But in the greenhouse, it takes in the light of the sun and it keeps it there. It doesn't mm-hmm. let the sun leave or it doesn't let the the warmth from the sun leave. And that's mm-hmm. why the plants thrive there. That is what these greenhouse gases, that is what these gases are doing to the environment. It's drawing in the heat from the sun, but it's not letting
0: it leave. And that's why the earth is heating up. Because right. and then with heat, when it's heating up, this is what we see is the changing of the climates. Right. So that, over
1: time, yeah. it's causing that. So that's why it's called the greenhouse gas. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so interesting. Cause I really didn't, I was just like, okay, you know, the global warming, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't really understand the process. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know why. And a lot of these things that cause it, are things i guess we do need in our environment but when it's in excess this is what's happening yeah so yeah. um so that's kind of what i wanted to i wanted to kind of get that out of the way first
0: and, yeah and so the things that contribute to this are like when we talk about formula production of course there are other things like you know I can't even think of like, you know, oil and, mm-hmm. you know, the all there's all kinds of things that contribute to
1: farming contributes to uh, it. Um, oil.
0: What was that cars, word you said? Farming. Oh, farming. What did you think? <laughs> Army? I don't know. I was like, oh. huh? Um, but so this is a breastfeeding podcast. <laughs> so we're talking about breastfeeding. Right. And And through breastfeeding, we're basically talking about formula. We're talking about infant feeding. So we understand there's other things contributing to it, but. And, but it formula production is not something that you hear about a lot in the news. You know, you hear about like, you know, the drilling for oil. You hear about like the oil spills in the ocean. You hear about, um, you know, burning fuel. You hear about these things that that but you and they're all huge contributors. But formula production is a huge contributor to it as well. And you don't hear about it. No, you don't.
1: And it's one of those like we are talking about. Prior to um, coming on, we're talking about how, like, people really don't think about this as being an issue. Kind of like how, when the, when the um, formula recall happened in the last, well, it's still going on, but when that first started a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. people were like, What? There's danger to formula? I mean, I absolutely have had people be like, There's expiration dates on formula. And it's like, We don't think, we think it's a food and it's safe and there's no repercussion here. Because right. it's how our babies survive. But that's not always the case. Just like it is with human food. There's always, you know, there's recalls, there's issues, there's yeah. production that happens with it, you know. And the same thing, in, in the if we talk about the little things with this... If we really want to start small, we can talk about how a lot of it is not recyclable material. Those well, cans right. Let's formula, talk about paper, like the production of that.
0: formula. Talk about the water, the plastic, all the stuff that goes into producing formula. Because I don't think people don't think about that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's a can on the shelf just like everything else. Right. But what goes into making formula? A lot.
1: <laughs> right, like a lot. I mean, when you go get right down to it, you've got and, and they're milk based,
0: right? It's milk based, so that's right? got to come from the dairy industry. It comes from the dairy industry, which we know is just uh filled with like fertilizers and all mm-hmm. of this that are leaking into rivers into our water supply, and that's contributing. That's a major con- that's farming a major, is just a yeah. major contributor to it. Yeah.
1: So one of the things I read here is this research shows that feeding 1 million babies with formula for two years requires, on average, approximately 150 million cans of formula. Oh, my God. That ends up in landfills. Yep. That ends up in landfills. And that is, I mean, you've got the scoops, those little plastic scoops. You've got the Mm -hmm. plastic tops. You've got the metal cans. Like those things and, and the paper, all that stuff ends up in landfills. Millions and millions and millions of them. And that stuff. That, yes. oh, oh, my gosh, <sighs> Sorry, this go is ahead. a good one. No. A 2016 study found that emissions created by producing cow's milk formula from just six Asian Pacific countries, and that would be Australia, China, Malaysia, India, Philippines, and South Korea, generated 2.89 million tons of carbon dioxide, which was equivalent to driving more than 6 billion miles by car. Ew. 6 billion miles by car. And people are like, oh, get an electric car because it's so much better for the – six billion miles <laughs> by car. And that was a few years ago. Like that was – and the it, it's just grown. Like the formula industry grows every single year. Oh, yeah. It is not like, okay, we're kind of like leaning back because a lot of times, you know, like when I look up research studies – I want them to be current, and these ones that I am looking at are actually they're current. They're all within the last year or two. Um, But when they quote something from like twenty sixteen, I look at that and I'm like, it's even worse now, because Mm -hmm. this industry grows every year, and they project, oh, by twenty twenty five, it's going to be this. You know, they're going to be this many billions of dollars. You know, in formula industry. Um, So it's not like this is not something that's getting smaller by any means.
0: No, and we should talk more after a break. Yes. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products produced and packaged in California, USA. The Tahitian collection includes Island Bliss shampoo, Luscious Island conditioner, protective protein mist, and Tahitian hair oil. These are formulated with oils such as coconut oil, linseed oil, jojoba oil, mongongo oil, and argan oil. These oils produce extra moisturizing to control frizz, prevent bake breakage, and restore dry and brittle strands, leaving your hair luscious, shiny, and soft. All of Original Sprout's products are paraben and phthalate-free, safe for everyone vegan and cruelty-free. They are not just for babies anymore. Check out the entire line at OriginalSprout.com and use code BADASS for 25% off your order. Um, this Tahitian line is my favorite line, and what is what I use um, from Original Sprout? So that's BADASS for 25% off. And today's episode is also brought to you by Mother Figure. Mother Figure is a maternal wellness company that makes it easier for moms and moms to be to get support. Mother Figure offers a directory that connects families with lactation consultants, doulas, pelvic floor physical therapists, and more nationwide, a magazine that spotlights real mom stories and need-to-know info from experts, and maternity clothing that's beautiful, functional, and machine washable. Mother Figure's multitasking maternity bra is a hands-free pumping, nursing, and everyday bra that's been featured in Romper, Parents, and Scary Mommy and more. It's Ukotex certified and has been called one of the best nursing and pumping combo bras on the market. You can check it out at shop.motherfigure.com and use code BADASS for 25% off your purchase. We had been previously saying 15% off, but it is 25% off with code BADASS at shop.motherfigure.com. So if you haven't used the code, use it now. BADASS for 25% off. And the sponsors that we talk about today and every day can be found in our show notes under this episode at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Our our show notes will also include further information about things we talk about in this episode. And also at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you'll find all of our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. Yes. And we'll talk all about the climate change problem.
1: Yeah. So one of the um, things that I found came from, and the, the kind of the cool thing is like a lot of these research articles cover different places all over the world. So this isn't just like, oh, okay, in America, we think this is a huge issue. This is like problem everywhere. Everybody's acknowledging it. And um, one of the research studies I found was from the UK. And this is like in the British Medical Journal. Um, and I'm just going to read some of this because it's pretty interesting. It says, for the UK alone, carbon emission savings gained by supporting mothers to breastfeed would be adequate to taking between 50,000 and 77,000 cars off the road each year. Wow. Right. Right. That is That's a big... The food industry, particularly dairy and meat production, contributes to about 30% of global greenhouse gases. Most formulas are based on powdered cow's milk. Methane from livestock is a powerful and significant greenhouse gas, and cow milk has a water footprint of up to 4700 liters per kilogram of powder. Just like how we were just saying about, you know, the whole the the fertilizer and all that stuff that goes into the waters. Mm -hmm. What's more, powdered infant formula can be made safely only with water that has been heated to at least 70 degrees Celsius, giving an energy use equivalent to charging 200 million smartphones each year. And half of the associated greenhouse gases of formula production come from follow-on formulas, which is again, those tolerated formulas, which are unnecessary and potentially harmful according to regulators. In terms of waste, a 2009 study also showed that 550 million infant formula cans compromising 86,000 tons of metal and 364,000 tons of paper are added to landfills every year. As a powdered cow's milk formula is nutritionally inadequate for a developing infant, formula is supplemented with additives such as palm, coconut, rap seed and sunflower oils, fungal, algae and fish oils and minerals and vitamins. Although it remains unclear whether these supplements are nutritionally and developmentally adequate, their production has an undeniable effect on the environment. Other costs to the environment include paper use, plastic waste, transportation at multiple stages of production, marketing, and sale of breast milk substitutes. The environmental impact of many aspects of formula production, such as transport, are not even documented. So like all wow. of this stuff is an issue before we even talk about how it transports to places. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think it's interesting because if you look around the United States, which is where I am and you are, and not all of our listeners are here in the U.S., Mm -hmm. but if you're in the U.S., you would think, you know, breastfeeding is kind of like making a comeback, you know, the the numbers are getting better, like you hear about it more, you see more, you know, kind of. um, But this is not the case especially in the rest of the world, especially in Asia, I think breastfeeding is on a drastic decline in parts of Asia. And formula f- – there's a an article here. I don't want to scroll up because I'll lose – I'm going to read the thing first, and then I'll scroll up and tell you where I found it. It says um, – now, where is it? Oh, <laughs> it says two-thirds of babies in the world are fed formula. Yeah.
1: <sighs> Yeah.
0: Two thirds. It's a lot. That's like more than half.
1: And you know what's really mind-boggling <laughs> about that? <laughs> I know, right? What's really mind-boggling about that is like most of the stuff you read will say that probably what, 85% start out breastfeeding.
0: Oh, yeah. Right. hmm So it's like
1: we have a really great – like we're out of the gate, we are strong, man. We are strong yeah. out of the gate. And then when you add in – returning to work, you add in, you know, problems, you add in lack of support, you add in, you know, formula pushers and, you know, all of this stuff. You end up with two thirds of the babies on formula.
0: Two thirds globally. It's
1: unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, And you're kind of going off what you just said, um, before, I, I actually highlighted this in a, in a study too, that less than a third of the 15 million babies born in China each year are exclusively breastfed. Recent How, how, how much? Less than a third oh, of yeah. the 15 million babies born in China. So that goes along with what you said. Recent sales data shows that around 660,000 tons of por- powdered milk formula are now sold each year in China alone. At least half of this is so-called growing up or follow-up milk formula, stated by the World Health Organization to be unnecessary and possibly
0: harmful to the nutrition of young children. Well, this is what formula companies do, because formula companies, you know, in America... We don't follow the Who Code. The WHO code has is a is a code that um, you know, restricts and regulates the um advertising of formula. And the United States doesn't follow that at all. No. You know, they they come around and they are aggressive with their formula, formula marketing. We actually have an idea to do an episode on formula marketing because people don't even realize they're being marketed formula. Oh my god. Because somebody said to me, I mean, I hear all these people all the time, Well, I don't I'm not affected by formula marketing. I never you know i never felt like formulas being pushed on me and it's like that's not but no that's not you just don't know where it's coming from so the marketing here is very aggressive and i'm talking about in the united states but you go around the globe and it is like and these are american companies mm-hmm. they they are extremely vicious I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're selling, they're creating a need for formula in these countries in Africa where they don't have access to clean water and people are feeding their babies formula when they have perfectly clean breast milk to feed them and giving that, selling them formula. They don't have clean water. Babies die. They don't, then they can't afford it. So then they are, um, you know, watering it down to try to make it stretch to last longer. I mean, it is straight up evil. Mm-hmm. And we've already done an episode. I'm not going to waste my time talking about how, you know, people need formula and, you know, we don't judge. Like we did a whole episode on that. I understand that formula is sometimes needed, but on this scale, this aggressive marketing is not okay. And it kills people. Like people are literally dying because of it.
1: And I mean, we know like what, just how we said in the beginning, Obviously, things that we do in regular life are going to contribute to the to the climate change, right? Driving a car, eating like a lot of these things. Yes, it's in the environment, but we're not getting away from that. Just like we know formula is there for a specific reason. All of these research studies are saying that one of the biggest contributors is toddler formula, which was created for financial gain,
0: not for the benefit of
1: anybody. And that is the thing. That is what is a problem. That is a problem.
0: Yeah. Well, I think infant formula is also a problem. Well, uh, yeah. The the marketing of that is absolutely a problem because their marketing is absolutely without any morals or ethics. No, it's not. And And by the way, they, they also target, you know, especially black communities in the United States. And we talked about this, you know, we talk about this as far as like breastfeeding disparities and stuff. Black babies are like five times or 10 times or I can't remember, I usually have that number fresh in my head, more likely to die than white babies. Mhm. And this is why like there's such a push to get to to bring, you know, breastfeeding into the black communities and bring them breastfeeding support because their babies are dying. It's I feel yeah. like we've become so desensitized to death that we're just like, "Oh, well, you know, what's the What's the amount of death that we're willing to accept?
1: Right. Well, you I, I know, feel it's like them over too. there.
0: It's, it's so disgusting. I
1: mean, it just, yeah, it really is. We really just don't think about it. And I know that, you know, we're going to do a whole episode on, you know, on the formula marketing thing. And I, I did, I happened to come, kind of come across some of that stuff while I was looking for climate change stuff and environment. But I mean, we've, I have somebody like one of the. You know, I work in a pediatric office, so we do have formula reps that come around. And granted, I'm not there all day, every day, so I'm usually not there when they come. But they'll, like, leave their card or they'll, like, leave me a message or whatever to feel. It's like, what makes you think I want to talk to you because I'm the feeding person? Yep. I don't want to talk to you. And they'll, like, one of them, like, recently emailed me, let's, you know, let's set up a time to talk on how, the you know, our formula can be really helpful to your patients. What? I'm the lactation consultant. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. I'm not supposed to talk to
0: you. I don't need to like, talk to you. Like yeah. ethically, I am not supposed to talk to you. Yeah. But
1: like the um They're the, just pushing. They're just pushing. They're salespeople.
0: <laughs> they're salespeople, literally salespeople. salespeople.
1: And the um they he left his card one day with the office manager with of course a couple cans of formula and um said and she so she hands it to me because I was like, I'll handle it, you know, whatever. And because she doesn't she's the office manager. She doesn't, you know, like, who does she, yeah, not she not doesn't job. know how many babies are on formula in our practice. So she was like, well, he said that this is the kind that's most like breast milk. Uh, and I just like rolled her eyes and I'm like, that's what they always say. It's and you, not. That,
0: see, that's a, a direct violation of the WHO code. Right. And this country does not give a flying fuck about it. No, they don't. It's just completely ignore it. While, the, while so men, much of the rest of the world is like following it and trying to follow it.
1: But then here's me going, oh yeah, let me talk to this guy and tell him how it's not mm-hmm. like breast milk. He knows. He
0: knows. He yeah. already knows.
1: But this is, and then when you, you know, do they,
0: like, do they know how much this is impacting our environment? The- the corporations absolutely know. You know that's why they have lobbyists to try to fight against these you know regulations and stuff that could be put on them they could we could have regulations put on the you know amount that's you know allowed to be produced you know the the ways that it's produced but they have people that work for them to directly fight against that stuff so because it would hurt their financial gain they absolutely know they have been you know th- they actively fight against it yeah They know they've been told they know everything. They know more than we do. They do. Yeah. They do know more than we do. And they, you know, but they don't care. It's just about making money. It's not that we don't have any kind of thoughts about, you know, the effects that this has on, on, on people, babies surviving. Oh, my God. For just through just through infancy and then how the effects that using formula not mostly not breastfeeding, not giving breast milk, is how that affects you your health for the rest of your life. You know, we don't we just what's just like, well, we hear these numbers of people dying like like Taylor Hawkins just died, right?
1: I can't even with that. I cannot oh my God. even
0: fucking handle it. I can't. The, anybody who doesn't know, I'm sure you know. The drummer of the Foo Fighters died. I'm I sorry can't. if I'm the one who's telling you. But I'm sure I'm not. Anyway, shaken, right? We're all shocked. We're all just like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And not to minimize that. I was, too. I'm like, I still can't believe it. But there, people's babies are dying around the world all the time because of the aggressive marketing of formula. And we're just like, oh, well, that's just happening over there. Well, that happens in, like, poorer communities or, like... Right, doesn't thing. Oh, yeah, that happens in like, other in other places.
1: That doesn't happen here.
0: No, it's like so. What it was like our does our view of death and are our, not our, our, just our knowledge. Like we're not told this. We're not told that how what damage. You know, of course they try to hide as much as they can the damage that's being done. Mm-hmm. And then it's really it's like so with this scary with this most recent
1: recall. Um, I've been kind of keeping up a little bit more on that. And something came out about it this week again, about how dirty that facility was Um, and oh. how that kind of like how they found so much bacteria in the plastic scoop machine, you know, like that kind of thing. Ugh. And um people, you know, this is not, this is not the first time that this has happened. There was an, there was an outbreak. I think it wasn't that long ago. I want to say 2011, something like that. There was another outbreak of this where several babies died over several states in the United States. Mm-hmm. And obviously there was a huge, we got over that, right? Because they're still going as strong as they ever were. Oh, totally. So, I mean, it it just gets forgotten about.
0: Yeah. And they do have lawsuits that come up against them and they, All it's the time. Just, it yeah. is considered the, just the price of doing business. Mm-hmm. They have a, they've, they, 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 budget for people <laughs> dying yeah oh yeah we know that certain amount of people are going to die from our product so here's our budget for that and when that happens just pay them off we'll just pay them out
1: so one of the studies that I read I feel actually like we've gotten
0: away from the environment. I know we kind of <laughs> with
1: have my away. rant,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of all goes it together. Totally right? goes like, together. It just Absolutely, because this is like, this is the thing is that the more that they market, the more that they get people on their product, the more that they're producing, and mm-hmm. the more is like, you know, of how we talked about the production of it and the transportation of it is just contributing to all of those things that we see happening in the environment.
1: One of the other things that they mentioned here was sterilization of formula. And they said as necessary as it is. And we know that powdered formula is not sterile. That is not a sterile product. But the liquid formulas are. And so sterilization, as necessary as it is, adds significantly to post-factory environmental costs, which also include post manufacture transportation, preparation, and waste. The implication is that feeding an infant, for, an infant on milk formula for six months instead of exclusive breastfeeding requires 21 grams of formula and adds over 200, kilo, or 200 kilograms of CO2 for greenhouse emissions, which is a lot if anybody isn't following the math. But that's a huge part of the greenhouse gas. The yeah, it's breastfeeding a big problem, is, yo. It's, <laughs> that's the bottom line. Breastfeeding in the 21st century is a report that is put out or a report that was put out. Um, and this is really interesting because it has a lot of cool information in it. Um, obviously, all about, you know, breastfeeding in the 21st century. But one of the things that it says in here is, you know, breast milk is a natural renewable food that is environmentally sound and produced and delivered to consumer without pollution, unnecessary packaging, or waste. In in contrast, breast milk substitutes leave a large ecological footprint. Requiring energy for manufacturing, materials for packaging, fuel for distribution and water and toxic cleaning agents for daily preparation. In the U S alone, 550 million cans, eighty six. Thousand tons of metal, 364,000 tons of paper annually used to package breast milk substitutes end up in landfills. Breast milk's contribution to more environmentally responsible production and consumption patterns makes it an invaluable resource in reaching global sustainability and climate change goals. Like the World Health Organization is one of the driving forces behind this. They're like, Our planet is dying. Yeah. We need one of the, the one that I read, um, all like I said, I got all these crazy studies in front of me. The one that was from the, um, the British medical journal there that I read a a couple minutes ago. Yeah. They had a great, a great line in this. It says, we need to acknowledge that our house is on fire and that in the next generation requires us to act quickly to reduce carbon footprints in every sphere of life breastfeeding is a part of this jigsaw and urgent investigation urgent investment is needed across the sector our house is on fire i was like that is powerful
0: it's very true it is it's true and you know if you for example i know there's probably better examples but for example to lower the fuel consumption for cars and planes and all that stuff we need to you know, manufacture mass amounts of electric cars and get people to buy them and get corporations to invest in making them and da-da-da. That's really big. Mm-hmm. To minimize formula production, we need to help people breastfeed, which is what their bodies and their babies were designed to do to begin with. It's it wouldn't be easy, but it's very, very simple. It's doable. It's very doable and very simple. You know, right. it's all doable. But this is very simple. Help people breastfeed, which is what they want to do. Most people want to do to begin with. Help them breastfeed and not be reliant on formula. That's all. And of course, there's all so many barriers because the formula companies aren't going to let that happen. But it would actually be very, very simple. And I mean,
1: it's... Yes, there's there's costs involved in that, too. Right. Training people to be support people, um, training the medical profession, putting more money into maternity leave. Like, yeah, like those kinds of things will extend breastfeeding rates. I have this whole training that I do um, when I do like trainings for, you know, health um, Mm -hmm. health workers and stuff like that. And one of them is about support for the breastfeeding mother and baby for the, you know, for the, the family. And um, I pulled some research studies that actually interviewed healthcare workers. And one of them was like, from a pediatric office, she stated, it was a nurse at a pediatric office that said, if I'm expected to take time out of my day to be a breastfeeding cheerleader, that's just not going to (sighs) happen. Like, this is what we're up against. What? This is what we're up against here. You know, and it's like we if we can't support people, is it really easier to mass manufacture a bunch of electric cars? Like, right. Support your breastfeeding families. What is so hard about this? Offer some better maternity leave.
0: Yeah, it's not hard.
1: It's it really is lower.
0: It would lower their profit. Right.
1: That's the bottom line. There's no is. money in breastfeeding. Right. And that's really what it comes down to. There's no money in it. Yep. Because, and I, I've said this a lot to people who, re, you know, not refuse to get help, but who are, um, can't get breastfeeding help because their insurance company won't cover it for them. But they will cover the cost of specialized formula. formula insurance companies cover that all the time. If you have a yeah. baby on specialized formula that costs yeah. hundred bucks a can or whatever it is, they'll cover that. For, insurance companies will cover that for you. But they will not cover the cost of a
0: lactation consultant. No. From a private lactation consultant. Right. What sense does that make? No. And people think it's so dramatic to say capitalism kills. And I'm sorry, but this is, it is so true This is exactly what we're talking about Capitalism literally kills people It's killing our planet It's killing the planet I mean, yeah, capitalism Just capitalizing off of, um, you know The production of things that we don't need The privatized, the for-profit Healthcare system For-profit prison systems I mean, this whole entire Capitalism kills The end (laughs) bottom
1: line. So, I mean, so we, we kind of threw out a lot of numbers out there at everybody today, but really the bottom line is we just kind of wanted to bring some awareness to how much energy goes into the production of formula. And we're not saying in any way, shape or form, like, Oh my God, take it away. Like never have, like, we're just saying we need to be cognizant of what actually goes on. And the choices that we make and, and how much this is really, because this is a huge impact on our planet. And there's a lot of people that this is really, that there really are like, oh my gosh, how can I help with sustainability? How can I, you know, what what is the message here? And the message here is like, this is one of the biggest contributors to global warming and climate change is the production of
0: formula, bottom line. Right and vote for people that believe in putting in restrictions for these companies. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. Thanks well, for there's listening. More. There's, there's more, so much can, more. Yeah. <laughs> we won't subject we can, you. All to we'll that. put all the studies in the show notes. Yeah, right? we'll put it in the show want. notes if you want to
1: if you want to look at it and you know like use it or whatever because it is really it's it's, it's
0: really interesting. It is really interesting. It's shocking. Mm-hmm. It is just shocking. Yeah, it is. So. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.